Hello and welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 69, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No the at the beginning. How are we doing, guys? Very good. Good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With us tonight? Hello. Hello. So let's talk about what we've been doing this week. Actually, no Larry again. Visiting uh, family, so he can't get here. But hopefully next week. Let's hope so. Um, right, this week, what have I been doing? Working, as usual. Um, I watched my football team win again, which was absolutely amazing. I, on just about an hour and a half later, I went to see the Book of Mormon um, the theatre, and um, I loved it. And it was a packed house. I probably a few thousand there. I don't know how many you get in the Mayflower, but there was a lot of people there. And I could hear some groans and people being offended, but I will talk about that a bit later on. You know, you've seen it, Ewan. Yeah, I mean, I love the idea of people going to see Book of Mormon and, and not expecting to be offended. <laughs> I was amazed at the, the, the people that were there. There were some very old people who probably looked like they had just been taken out of an old people's home. <laughs> And and wheeled in there <laughs> to learn about Uganda and things. Um, yeah, but yeah, loved it. But I'll talk about it a bit more later on. Uh, Jess, what have you been up to? Working, spot it. Uh, working, playing Lost working. Ark. Getting yeah. ready to move. Yes. Getting ready to. Well, yeah. Life in boxes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get there. <laughs> Yeah, so you might not be about next weekend. Um, yeah, we're getting ready. We yeah. can move out. Wow. Well, good luck with it. And if you need me, let yeah. me know. Ewan? Yeah, well, I, today I went to the, um, uh, the the Francis Bacon exhibition at the Royal Academy of Arts. It, it, it sounds quite sort of highbrow in, in, in certain ways. but it's Did sort he of, invent um... bacon? Or, or was he, is he like <laughs> a... I don't know who he is, to be honest with you. I, I'm not. I'm not. I. I don't think he did. <laughs> I don't. I. I. He was. Um. He was quite a prominent painter in the. I want to say the sort of 40s and 50s. Um. Okay. And it, it was sort of. It, it was a weird exhibit because he, he. At this particular exhibit is talking about sort of like, um, animals and humans and how humans are just like animals. It's quite a nihil, He's quite a nihilistic artist. He said there's basically no difference between humans and animals and stuff like that. But it was. It's a really weird disturbing exhibition like you see sort of like weird faces like screaming in like it like on the canvas and weird sort of sadomasochistic stuff and um just really dark and disturbing and, and he clearly <laughs> he clearly had bo body image issues because there was just sort of right. really sort of abstract surrealist um parts of bodies like on display and it was weird what i found weirdest most of all though was that there were some um, parents who took their little children to, to, yeah. to, 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 to <laughs> I mean they looked alright they didn't look disturbed or anything but you know th there's examples of like um, there's this painting where they explain that the premise of the painting was that he'd had a um, a sexual relationship with a guy and he was very into sort of sadomasochistic sex and I was just sort of like <laughs> do kids kids are really really want to be around this I mean they so, again they seemed okay but it was so for of... our American listeners what is sadomasochist whatever it is masochist is it? yeah it's it's sort of um I mean it's like um what we talked about with the uh, Hellraiser before where oh. it's basically sort of um, yeah, yeah very English <laughs> sort of <laughs> sort of gaining pleasure from pain and yeah. and you know vice versa and stuff like that um but the one conversation which i i found hilarious was um one parent was going i think the child was about seven or something like that and a parent was going so what's your we were out towards the end of the exhibition so what was your what was your favorite um thing in the in the gallery and the <laughs> child looked up and just went the ceiling <laughs> Got, just, just probably a bit, a bit genius. Yeah. yeah probably got, I went to uh in Southampton, they, they there's a gallery there. Art gallery. I don't know if it's still there or not, Jess, is it? Maybe the the C C where it's called by yeah. the by yeah. Guildhall. Yeah, but like I remember going to see that someone had cut a cow in half. Oh, is that 
Damien Hurst. Or yeah, Michael so Hurst. there was yeah. a lot of cow cut in half and mm. and things. And yeah, I, I, it was quite interesting to see. I'm sure they had, was that a baby calf as well or something? Mm. They, 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 they had these, you know, must have taken ages cut them in half and do the right preparation. I bet a lot yeah. of effort went in that because most people think, I right, just cut it in half, stuck it in a glass thing. But yeah. like, it is, it was interesting. Mm. Say the least. So, uh, sorry, you in. So, uh, yeah, I've learned a lot today already. So, <laughs> anything else? <laughs> um, no, just sort of, just sort of working as usual. Um, uh, which we'll probably get to um, uh, in the oh, second yes. half. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Are you watching, Larry? Just waiting for his response. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, he's got some views on this. Um, so this film, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, released on Friday. It's now Sunday in England. Um, so it is a sequel, I think, to sorts, the first yes. one. Ignoring, are we ignoring the others, or do they still exist? Uh, not I, well within the context of film, the others don't exist. Okay, so this is a direct sequel. One of those like Halloween, yeah, films. Um, it's quite a quick one, hour twenty three minutes. Mm-hmm. which was good for me as I watched it again today. Directed by David Blue Garcia. I don't know much about him, really. Um, no idea. Sarah Yarkin is Mel. And uh, Mark Burnham is Leatherface. Couldn't get any costs for it. Obviously, it's Netflix. Probably about mm-hmm. six quid, I reckon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. What are you thinking, Jess? After three days. <laughs> Oh, God. Three days, Rotten. I'm trying to think what are the kind of people who are going to watch this <laughs> and what they would. Well, be people I'm like going to go with a 50. 50? 50. Do you reckon I'd give this five? The, hmm. No, you'd probably give it like an eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, actually 30%. Really? Okay. Yeah, as, it, as it stands, but there was quite a lot of reviews on there. Um, mm. I was I was actually surprised that the number of I follow quite a few critics on on Twitter. I was yeah. actually surprised by uh, the number of people who actually really really liked this film, um, and I I was I was kind of confused by it. But I'm, I'm sure we'll get to that. But yeah, it was a bit yeah. Well, like I was, I had a different view Friday till I have today. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. A more positive feeling about it. Oh right, okay. I'll so you. yeah, not not negative. So so nearly fifty years after Leatherface's killing spree in nineteen seventy three, Melody and friends travel to an abandoned Texas town. So can you just uh, explain, <laughs> Jess? Um, I mean. So Dan, so, 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 on yeah. Twitter, I just put on YouTube. What does she mean with what kind of people? People so, who probably Dan is in guess, that group of people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we sit down and watch a film just to like. I just don't think too much about it. <laughs> Dan, oh, slated. Like, <laughs> there's just so many things that like I I question it. Like all the choices are made. Yeah. Um, I guess that kind of thing. So what you're saying, Dan makes questionable choices in life. <laughs> I didn't say Dan. I just say people who may have enjoyed this film. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, right, okay. So, <laughs> so these these girls and there's a fellow and they're kind of what? What, what do you... You know, guys call them because I'm not with the times, but are they influencers or what are well, they? The description of the film on Netflix said influencers, and when I saw that word, I was like, I don't know if I want. Yes, you're an influencer. <laughs> Am <laughs> you, I? You, you, you do stuff for your business and and things, don't you? You kind of push out a. I I'm in marketing. <laughs> yeah, which is like that is an influencer, really, isn't it? Marketing. Well, I, an individual person's an influencer, oh, like okay. as in if they're ab- kind of advertising themselves in things, right? Um, yeah. 
<laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But Jones the plays. But what's he saying? Texas Chainsaw Massacre was terrible. Watch today. Did not enjoy. I understand that feeling. Yeah. But it's interesting what you're talking about, sort of um, about uh, the fact they're influencers and stuff like that. There was... Um, it was it was a weird one because I I didn't fully understand what they were until I looked it up afterwards. I've still yeah I've got no idea. Apparently they're they're the main two the main couple I think were were two chefs and they're essentially gentrifying the sort of disused um, town um, to sort of generate interest in a kind of restaurant sort of situation. Um, it, uh, Never gonna uh, work, mate. Never yeah. Work. Again, I, 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 don't know if that has any real basis in reality. I'm, I'm not sure if people can actually do that. <laughs> um, I, I think they're just trying to kind of shoehorn um, gentrification in, um, because that's been used before in horror and things like Candyman and stuff. So they thought, uh, I'm assuming they thought, okay, we need to go for a political angle let's go for gentrification i I thought i thought it was also interesting with with this film in particular is that it felt like a kind of i don't know a sort of frankenstein's monster of trends in recent horror movies (laughs) so you've got um you've got the political angle which is which um is is uh, to be honest I mean, transparently inspired by sort of Jordan Peele, um, so but they've taken it from Candyman, sort of. Um, so they've got the political angle there. They've also got a gun shooting thing, which I th- also thought was a bit, uh, a bit, a bit cringeworthy. I thought the the whole sort of because um, one of the characters, one of the teenage um, Zuma characters, um, her backstory was that she is um, still traumatized by a school shooting, yes. uh, which she survived. Um, uh so that's another sort of uh, sort of how is that political well it's political in the sense that someone got killed like people do that off their own back most of the time don't they or or are they doing it for political reason i I... well i I think the the politics i mean this is i suppose slightly more implicit than the um uh, gentrification angle but it's sort of i feel like that it was trying to sort of half-heartedly make a comment about gun control and yeah. about the sort of and trying to sort of start up a sort of almost a, a nuanced debate and it, it it's i mean i mean americans might have a different view on this entirely but as a as a british person person watching to, to me there's kind of no nuance if you know what i mean i, yeah, I, I feel yeah. like you know and there was a there's like her character played by uh elsie fisher um she's sort of I don't know. There's a point where she's afraid of guns, and then she's not afraid of guns. And I felt, and that's like a positive thing that she's not afraid of guns anymore. It, it's a weird um, uh, dynamic. But but also, away from the political, there's also um, they've clearly watched Halloween and seen how the, the 2018 version of Halloween and seen how successful that is. Um, but that angle really <laughs> didn't work at all. It's like they like cut and pasted from the storyline so for those who don't know in the 2018 halloween um laurie strode played by jamie lee curtis um essentially returns and um she uh realizes that michael myers has escaped from the asylum and is like vowed to kill him etc they do the same here in texas chainsaw massacre with the original um character to emphasize that word character um uh that was in the first ever film but it's not the same actor because the actor died a few years ago. Yeah. Now, the, the problem I have with that is that I, I don't think people care as much about the character if it's not played by the same actor, to be honest. And that's the kind of weird thing you have with 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 movies. In that, like, <laughs> imagine if you tried to do um, uh, Star Wars: Force Awakens, you return Han Solo, but it's not played by Harrison Ford. It's a kind. It's a weird. It 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 would be a weird thing to do. And here, it's sort of there's no there's no point in her in having her there if it's not the original person involved. But as well as that, it's so sort of stapled on. It's like it's 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 so sort of like uh, like she just like we occasionally cut to where she lives. She realizes that um, Leatherface is still around, and she goes goes to uh, hunt him down. 
And it's such a sort of half-hearted, at least with their first Halloween, they actually did it very well, I thought. Um, and they did it very uh, in a very considered um, way. And it was quite it was quite fun seeing Laurie Strode again in the original uh, yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Um, but in this, it was just like, I, I, don't, I don't know why I really care about this character. Also, because... Like, I cared about her from the from the original, and they kind of it was just a waste. I kind yeah. of found but I also that. but I also didn't understand because I mean, there's not <laughs> without wanting to do too much disservice to the original. There's there's not much character of there's not much of that character in the original film. Like it's just she. I mean, you know, and and that's that's part of the film, and it kind of works with that with, with that dynamic. But she. But she's like, there's no, there's no real history. She's just like almost functional in some ways. So the idea that we're like really concerned about what happens to this character is kind of, I don't know, it feels uh, misguided. I think. Um. <laughs> I I watched it on Friday night, and I felt quite empty at the end of it, and a little let down. I think, although the kills were amazing at times. Um, but then rewatching it today, I felt a lot better about the film. And Why? What? 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 What changed your mind? Um, I kind of took it for what it is. I think a, a bit more. It's just adventures of Leatherface, isn't it? Really? It's, yeah. Uh, he. It's just you meet a load of people and kill them, and maybe it's a setup for the next one where he's going back to his house. But then, how old is this guy? Because he looked quite old. <laughs> he's got to be late sixties. I would have yeah. thought. Mm. That's if he was only eighteen or whatever in nineteen seventy three. Um, I would have yeah. thought he was early, maybe early twenties or mm. later. You know, so that would push him towards mid seventies. Um, so, how long is he going to hang on for, and why did he end up living there? I know he, he's obviously run off. Mm. Um, the last scenes from the film was him chasing her up the road, wasn't it? He wasn't dead. Yeah, he wasn't so dead. Then, then he's decided to go to an orphanage, age twenty-five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I again, I didn't fully understand that that whole sort of backstory uh, explanation. I the, the interesting thing about the film is that it was actually presented quite well. In that, I quite I quite liked how it was shot and edited, and I and to be honest, I, I did kind of like it at how he was introduced, just like at the top of the staircase, just a sort of massive bulbous figure, kind of intimidating. Um, it's it's a bit mm, it, it, it's it's a bit problematic in that you kind of see his face, and I think the whole sort of premise for the character is that the, the sort of fear of the character is that you don't see his face. And I think that's that's more interesting. Um, and then they completely sort of um, <laughs> they completely go into Halloween altogether when they have sort of putting on the mask or in this case, a, a, an actual face or onto on his someone's face. face yeah. um, uh, and I thought, I, I to be honest, I did find that first murder scene in the van very very funny <laughs> um I, I don't know if it was intended to be funny um just uh just the sort of uh, if i remember rightly he cuts off someone's wrist or or hand pretty much and then yeah. he uses the bone in the arm oh, i love stabbing him in the neck. Snaps his wrist. Well, he, I... he did it like he broke it and then my brain just went if you physically did that to someone's hand their whole arm would just move it well, would this, break. this bloke's older than my dad, right? Okay. <laughs> and my dad, like, he's like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> like, but it, this this guy, he's 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 got ninja moves, really, isn't he? Bang yeah. bang, snaps him, stabs him. Mm. Uh, he's, he's, yeah, he's I... obviously kept himself fit, isn't he? Mm. But, but what has he been doing for fifty like... years? What has he yeah. been doing for fifty years? Probably fishing, Living in his bedroom, um, <laughs> like <laughs> probably out hunting boar. Um, yeah, but also, where know. are they getting their food and stuff from? Where's the nearest like place for them to go shopping? How has no one <laughs> noticed that they're still there? Just, um, yeah. So many questions. So many questions. <laughs> we, we should get the director on. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure if you'd like my comments. <laughs> Larry, um, what do you think, honestly? Well, he's what does he say? He said he said the film was questionable, which I would agree with. Yeah. Um, 
and yeah, so it's sort of it, it's funny. I go back to what I said. So the positives of the film is that I thought it was like yeah. well shot and well edited, and I, 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 you know, the scenes where he's like um, putting the chainsaw through the floor, and the woman <clears throat> is trying to escape. You know, quite tense, quite enjoyable, and, and she gets covered in shit. It get, gets covered right? in shit. I didn't. I didn't know really how necessary that was. I, th- I think and then that was she's just... on the bus, and no one blinks. Oh, there's some yeah. some girl on the bus stinking as shit, mm-hmm. right? And, and no one. But if they're all influencers as well, and you see a girl walk on like that, surely they would have yeah. all just started filming. Yeah, uh, especially in the way that they were that they were depicted. Um, uh... <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen Dan's latest comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which one? What that one? Yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, where does he go shopping? That's all yeah. I want to know. Jess is that like, kind of people that thinks where where Leatherface goes shopping. Where's the nearest? Like, I am so sure right, though, Jess. Where yeah. does he get his hair done? <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine just you know rocking up to their local Walmart or like yeah. whatever yeah. else you know Tesco. Yeah. They got a car as a drive. Yeah, where does he get yeah. his furniture? I don't know any IKEAs there in Texas. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he can fashion his own. I'm sure he can fashion his own with the with the chainsaw and everything. Yeah, there's no police within 50 miles, which you know, I'm just like, how has no police showed up by the next day? <laughs> yeah, that was another thing. That was another thing. Is that a lot? A lot of um, I mean, despite what I said earlier about tension, the tension, a lot of the tension was lost purely because of. Uh, the fact that the police were quite accessible, like mm-hmm. with the first one, with the with, with the original, you get the sense that this is a, a, our send of nowhere. You, there's no one else around, and part of the conflict is the fact that they're in the middle of nowhere and they can't escape from nowhere, and yeah. they'll always be chasing them. Like the um, smartest person in this film was the guy who worked at the gas station. Yeah, <laughs> he was Larry. like, "Nah, gonna Larry. call her, stay out." Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so so Larry Larry said, I found the film very weird. Some shots were good, but Jesus, that ending. She got yeeted from the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was a brilliant yeah. ending. <laughs> oh, it was, but it was, an, it was another thing. It was just, I don't know. I, I, it, I yeah, it, it just felt that ending just, I don't know. It was, it was kind of predictable, I guess. And I just sort of, because I, and that's another thing. When you when you bring back, and this this is the trap that Halloween fell into as well. When you bring back sort of famous supervillains who can't die, the worry is, how do you create conflict from that? How do you create tension from that if they literally are essentially immortal? And yeah. even though I I sort of kind of enjoyed Halloween Kills, there was there was that problem. If you've got a villain that doesn't die through any kind of <laughs> as much as you as much as you stab him or shoot him there there's no chance of him dying then where's the where's the conflict it's it's a um and it's the same it's the same with leatherface and um interesting thing as well it, it is quite it's quite interesting to watch the the original so close to this one because you can see a remarkable difference in the sort of sort of how much the uh remake sequel whatever you want to call it wants to wants to find really wants to find the biggest audience possible by following all the usual tropes getting the trends from recent horror films and just sort of like plastering it together and everything like that whereas the the original that there is something so sort of frightening about the original because it still feels original pretty much you know it still yeah. feels and you know many people consider it an art film i mean i i i don't consider it an art film myself but you can see where they're coming from in that they're, they're just so much different and there's so much sort of against the system it was really low budget whereas this one was so sort of <laughs> so sort of studio built and and so sort of like like hopping back like like when when they're the face like gets his chainsaw and like plunks it and like there's a big sh- there's a shot of it like full glass and i think there's like a music thing a music cue there which is like it's the chainsaw he's got the chainsaw and it's yeah. like from the original and he's yeah, a, right. like well it's, it's just like ah it, it's 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 like <laughs> it's like it's so sort of um uh i don't know it's like commodifying the chainsaw it's it, as if it's like 
I don't know. I mean, it is a, you know, it is a famous sort of uh, movie object um, in terms of the sort of context of this this whole movie. But it's like, I don't know. It, it just feels so. It, it feels so studio built, and it just it, it didn't. It it's get it scared me a few times. I, I will admit. Um, the, the scene where she was under the bed, I, I really like that. I thought that was quite tense. Mate, you getting killed and trying to give her the keys. Um, spoilers. Um, I thought that was great and tense. The I think that was the only tense bit I found, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy I enjoyed the yeah. sort of the sort of um, the bus massacre. Yeah, bus um, massacre. I quite I found that quite fun, and it was quite it was quite practical as well. That there were a few there were a few CGI moments. There, there there weren't many CGI moments. That was quite sort of you could see the blood, you can see the flesh being cut through and everything. Making yeah. it sound sadistic, but I, I prefer it when it's done practically. That, that those sorts of things. Um, but it's sort of um i don't know it's it's kind of let down by a lot of things i mean i, I mean I, I i feel like this was written by people who've never ever met any young people ever or at least <laughs> any sort of millennials or zoomers they've just they've just assumed that all they all they're all hyper political they're all sort of arrogant in their own way and i and you know i i, I get where that comes from and there's an interesting dynamic at times i guess but <laughs> but, but they're just so annoying that you almost don't care if they all get like chainsawing off. It's just sort of, uh, and then they just sort of try and make a comment about gentrification. It's kind of it, it, it doesn't really doesn't really land, um, and it's sort of uh, yeah, they're really they're really annoying. <laughs> how long do you think this film was then? Because it, it seems quite short at one hour twenty three. So how long? Obviously, they cut a lot out. Yeah, I think I think they've well, cut a lot out of this. Well, I went to the loo three times, so if, if it probably felt longer than it that, that it was meant to. Oh, I mean, but um, <laughs> three times. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was just in an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, how much were you drinking? Probably a lot, to be fair. But it was, but it was, yeah. But it was that thing where it's like I don't, I don't have to pay. Like I, I, I wasn't too. Um, engaged with the with, with the story, <laughs> so I, I felt like it was fine to pause it there, can come back to it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and and yeah, it, it didn't it didn't really strike a chord with me. Um, at least this, okay. uh, by by the second half, it did, it really didn't. I thought it fell apart towards that so, point. So we start wrapping it up on on mm. this, so we can move on. Um, so I think I've pretty pretty much spoken about i like the broken leg as well i thought that was quite a nice little scene where he gets <laughs> mate he gets his leg broken that's mm. that scene with the older fella again um, would your leg really break like that was yeah <laughs> and he got his head smashed in mm. um yeah are those leather aprons bulletproof <laughs> apparently <laughs> and they're, they're made of leather I presume. Yeah. I don't know why they call him Leatherface because he kind of wears people's skin. Is that leather skin? Well, yeah, that's either. another. That's that, that's, that's another. Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. Is that I, I I'm not sure if skin on the face would really last that long. I, I think it would probably degrade after maybe a few. The blood hours. would get in your eyes and that, and that would sting. Wouldn't uh, yeah, it? yeah. And, <laughs> and you'd think he'd rinse it off first, you know. <laughs> but he, but he didn't. He didn't. So no, it all got in his eyes and been horrible. No, he wasn't. Um, and he'd done all right, really, because he yeah. lived 50 years. I don't know how many more people he killed in that time. Or whether he just hid in that room. And why did he put his chainsaw on a bloody wall for? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get yeah. that. What? And, and it worked perfectly well after 50 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. It yeah. started first yeah. time, pretty much. Well, he's been throwing it around and it's somehow still working. Yeah, I thought the fuel would have dried up. Um, anyway, so so we get so we rate this because we all love the ending. It's got a good ending, <laughs> um, and if you if you stay to the right to the end after the credits, you'll you'll see something. We won't tell you what it is. Let's see it. Um, so let's rate it. Um, I'm gonna go first if that's okay. 
I am going to give it an eight, Jess. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Why? It kept me entertained. I didn't have to think too much. It's the perfect film for me. There's no interpretation. There's no, there's no, none of that crap. It's just he's there chopping people up. He can't die. It's perfect, isn't it? <laughs> so, like, I think it could have been better. In, in lots of ways, and maybe made a bit, maybe made sense. That might help the film, but for me, as a you know, entertaining, I would put it up there with Transformers of last night. To be honest, <laughs> so it was good. I, I don't know if I consider that a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Again, tra- well, I'll talk about that in a bit, and I'll explain why I give <laughs> okay. film higher ratings. Okay. All right, and why films that are, are, some people say are amazing, I can't rate them very well at all, Jess. So. What do you think? What's your rating on this? Uh, I would give it a four. Okay. I, a bit hard. I, I mean, I'm giving four's pretty high, I think, for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for this. Um, I think the, the shots, it was shot well. There were some really pretty shots in there. I really liked the one where she hits him with the saw and he goes to fall in the water and she's like screaming and it's like the, mm. over the yeah, top. Nice. Yeah, that was really nice. And the bus scene. I quite like that when he's just murdering them all. But then again, it's like the window just opened and they're all banging <laughs> on the windows. Why did none of them just open the windows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Good teenagers. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think. <laughs> but yeah, I've done that. I, yeah. <laughs> That's all it had. So, you in. So, you're uh, I'll there. go slightly higher. Uh, five. Um, uh, as as Jess said, I thought it was shot and edited quite 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 nicely, and I think um, you know the way it's constructed is 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 quite. You can't bring a chainsaw to an awful Of course, they put it in the wall. That's true, Dan. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just sorry, Dan. Yeah, I should have got that, should I? I should be confused <laughs> by that at all. That a twenty-five-year-old goes to an orphanage. <laughs> make sure to put the chainsaw on the wall <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah but I, I as i said it was sort of like it was like a frankenstein's monster of of just sort of trends in recent horror cinema and i i and because of that i just didn't feel like it had any real substance to it um and this may be um after after watching the original um i, I in fact i i i'm sort of Almost reset, um, almost looking at the original in a, in a much more positive light after after this one because I feel like I feel like it's it's re- it's really um, hard to get horror to be original when you've got all these um, tropes that people have been doing for for, for pretty much centuries. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, but with this one, it just just felt so much just just like a money making vehicle. I, I think it may I think it may have been it it may um, have done better at the cinema because i thought because i think i think if you've got that sort of crowd mentality when you're just sort of um i don't know when the chainsaw comes down and people might cheer you know um it might make it better a few more <laughs> dan said a few more shopping machines and it would have been an eight for jess <laughs> yeah if i had seen him driving and at walmart an eight yeah walmart yeah <laughs> <laughs> with a, in a trolley around tesco or something <laughs> yeah that's all i wanted to see um, maybe in the next one yeah, maybe in the next one. Um, so yeah, so I thought I thought it was an interesting effort, but I don't think it ultimately paid off. So I'll, I'll give it a five. Okay then. So uh, yeah, eight, three. Five. Well, I've done very well. What five out? Yeah, it's about five, I think. Four. Yeah. So if he's in an orphanage in this one, in the next one, is he going to be in like an old people's home? Well, he should <laughs> have. Yeah, he should. You're going to see him in his wheelchair, like going yeah. Around- yeah, getting a, getting a bed bar from the nurses and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting one. The second one, I, I like the idea of all the all the nurses around him don't believe his stories. Mm. <laughs> like, oh yeah, sure, sure, you murder a load of people. Yeah. So yeah, what right. what I expected like was it was gonna be him and he'd found someone to be with and he had a load of children. They all had chainsaws as well and they all they went out. <laughs> You know what I mean, he had like three or four lads. <laughs> yeah, they all went out chainsawing people. That's yeah, would have been a more interesting film. But what ha- what happened to the children? Did he kill them all? Mm. Did he kill children? The family, the family. I don't know. Yeah, did he come in and kill them all and then just keep her alive? I think, yeah, maybe, maybe. That would have been more interesting if if we had a bit more knowledge about what the family 
or yeah. how the family departed or whatever they, yeah. they did. Um, I mean, this film just wouldn't have happened if she just got the out. Yeah, true. But... True. <laughs> we would have been fine. I love I love the lack of research as well. That guy just went, no, this is our house now. Uh, don't have the deed, but it's definitely it's definitely our house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's definitely yeah. ours. <laughs> it's just like it's rubbish. You at can't your job. just go and do that, can you? Go and knock down no. the door. Like, Get out. It's my house. Yeah, you got the deed. I don't know. Somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Off you go. All right then. So, shall we move on to what we watch this week? What have you been watching? No, seriously. What have you been watching? Right. So at the beginning, I spoke about on Saturday night, yesterday, going to see the Book of Mormon at the theatre, which is a musical by Matt Stone and Trey Parker from South Park and Team America. Um, Team America. Fuck yeah! <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Um, and I think it was like maybe a writer from Frozen or something as well. Uh, how old is it? Is it? Nine, ten years old, maybe. Yeah, about it's, it's ten years, on I think. Yeah, uh, I loved it. Now, little story. I'm a person that tends to always arrive on time for things. Um, maybe I'm a bit earlier. Jess knows that. Um, my wife is the opposite. So basically, we get to the. It starts at half seven. My wife thinks oh, it starts at half seven. It means it's probably on about eight. No, theatre is very different. Yeah, it's not the cinema, right? No. So you, I get there half well, just after half seven, and they can't see us, so we have to stand at the back because it started. Oh God! <laughs> so we had to wait for the first um, song, the first number, which is really mm. funny actually. And we watched it from the back, and then we got seated, but but we were on end seats, so it wasn't a big issue. So that was good. Um, and it was amazing. It was, uh, I understand why some people might get offended by it. And there was lots of old people there and things. And there was ums and ahs and, you know, <laughs> some, some stuff going on quite negative from behind us. Mm -hmm. um, but they do talk. It's, it's about some Mormons and they go, they get sent to Uganda, right, to turn these, well, get these people to like, Christianity is, um, I can't yeah. remember what it is. So they're the missionaries, they're missionaries yeah, missionary. trying to convert them. Yeah. But, you know, all the Ugandans have obviously got AIDS and all their clitorises <laughs> have been cut off and all this stuff. And this is what they sing about. Yeah. One of them's got maggots in his scrotum, which they go back to a few times, a doctor. Um, it's, it's just really funny, amazing stuff that suits my sense of humor anyway. Mm. Um, and I would highly recommend it to anyone. I got bought those tickets about three years ago as a Christmas present. And then it was about a year later I was meant to go. COVID kicked in. So this was, I think, the third attempt to put on the show. And it was it was, it was was great. So highly recommend it. I would give that 10 out of 10. Um, I'll let one of you, because I've got five things to talk about. So Ewan, do you want to talk about something? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I received... Um uh horizon forbidden west uh in the post on saturday it was meant to arrive on friday but then the um the weather decided to put a massive hurricane onto london <laughs> so um uh but i got it on saturday uh it was it, and it's really good i i barely made a dent in it I, I must have played about five hours of it so far and i barely made it dent. it's basically sort of um open world game set in a very uh distant future where uh machines have basically blighted the entire world um but uh, out of that some sort of tribes people sort of um organize everything and sort of um sort of mingle with sort of technology in in sort of interesting ways and there's lots of sort of um sort of robotic animals like going around the place um uh it's, it's a really interesting game actually it's sort of um sort of hinges on the premise that um it, it's almost like i can't remember who said it but it's like um it, 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 it's like if we were to show like an iPhone to someone from the 14th century, they'll think it's magic, you know, that yeah. sort of, um, but obviously it's not magic. It's just the technology. And it's a sort of similar concept here where a lot of the tribes, people think the machines and the things controlling the machines are um, uh, based in religion and sort of faith and gods control these 
yeah, things. But the main character knows that isn't the case because she's she's done her work and she knows she knows what she's doing. Um, and I, I think I think it's just a really lovely, immersive and exciting uh, action adventure game. Um, the world is absolutely massive. That looks um, nice. Yeah. And I, I don't think again as as I said earlier, I've only I've played five hours and I don't think I've made a, made a dent in it at all. So and it's just it's just really lovely to play. I mean I, I I love games that are just you just forget about everything around you, forget all all your troubles. <laughs> you know the whole world is just gone and you just like escape into this thing. So it's been it's been a it's been a joy to play to be honest um uh so i'll continue playing with that uh at some point well, i have um, got the first one on my playstation which i'm mm. a bit of the way through and that's a nice that's a nice looking game so i could imagine yeah. on ps5 it's i i also i also think that the the second one is um at least from from the hours that i've played it is is slightly better than the first one there are certain there are certain things in the first one like the first one's a really good game and i i really enjoy it but there are certain um inadequacies like like the dialogue in the first one is isn't great a lot of it is very exposition expositional and very often very functional there are some character moments here and there but it's very sort of straight and, and not very realistic whereas they've actually seems to me they've made an effort with this with this sequel to make um to to create more character moments uh more interesting more engaged more emotional and and it's actually much funnier than the than the first game which i which again i i didn't expect at all um I, they, it seems like they had a lot more fun with the character interactions in this game um a lot of people have complained that it's um uh, still too expositional but i think with a world on the scale that they've tried to build, I, I think that's that's a necessary evil. Um, it's not even an evil; it's just a just thing they have to do, really. Um, and they've they've done it much better um, than in the first one. Um, so yeah, I, I, I recommend that game. I haven't played much uh, enough of it yet to fully um, yeah, yeah. get into it, but yeah, it's a good game. Um, Jess, what? yeah, we, we go around in circles. Sure. Uh, I watched <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. did you? What did you think? <laughs> um, it was, was there it lots was of shops? Was there lots of retail, wasn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That was its downfall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then playing Lost Ark, which I spoke about last week. Um, trying to catch up with well, all my friends. I know, because, you're, try I know yeah. you're trying to move and things. It's, uh, it, must yeah. be, it must be madness. So, Jess, mm -hmm. you're not going to be on next week, are you? Probably not, no. Right, I shall... Shall I talk about a game? Is that right, Jess? Yeah. That one I mentioned a minute ago. So, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, I didn't buy it a year ago because it got absolutely slated. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But there was a massive update. And I mean, it was 60 gig, I think, update. So, it pretty much redone the game, I think. So, I got it. Started playing it. It's a lot of fun. It looks lovely on the Series X. Um, and I'm well pleased with it at the moment, actually, because I, I'm kind of playing free games at the moment. So occasionally jumping in the FIFA with the kids, and I'm playing Dying Light 2, and this kind of breaks it up nicely. So I've got a few games to bounce about on and not get too bored. Because Dying Light was getting a bit... Uh, it's good, but it's getting a bit samey, if you know what mm. I mean. Um, so it's nice to go over to this. So... Um, I haven't seen Keanu Reeves. Is Keanu Reeves meant to be in this? Mm. It's something to do with it. Anyway, it's, it is fun. As, as you can see, listeners, you might, obviously you won't be able to, but it's a game set in the future and it's quite violent. Um, there's lots of driving about. There's lots of shooting. And it's got a decent storyline. So I'm only about two, three hours into it. I will keep going. That looked like. Keanu Reeves, mm. actually. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, so... I, 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 I haven't played it purely because of the problems it was it was having, um, and I was like, do I really want to spend 50, 60 quid on a game that's not going to work? Twenty quid at the moment. Oh, good. That's that's all right. It's, it's worth it. It's it's fun. It looks really nice. And mm. um, there's two different modes you can put it in as well. I think you think you put it in obviously a normal performance mode. And what's the other one they call? Um, oh God. Uh, ray tracing mode and that mm. does look really nice so yeah highly recommend it at the moment it, it'll probably break soon but um at the moment it's working quite well you in 
Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, also came out on um, uh, it came on on Blu-ray. It, it came. Sorry. Uh, the it, uh, sorry, I've just got my sentence completely confused. I watched <laughs> I watched the story of film in New Generation, um, okay. which is uh, uh, Mark Cousins' documentary um, through film history, uh, recent film history. Um, it's a sequel to a massive documentary series uh, called The Story of Film and Odyssey, which is one of my favorite documentaries ever. Um, and he, so this is a sort of sequel movie to that. Um, talking about the films of the last of the 21st century, essentially, um, which includes things like Babadook and Moonlight and uh, and sort of really prominent films that have come out recently. Um, and I, I was really sort of um, moved by it in a, in a weird way because I, I, I think I watched the original like so many times when I was a teenager because I just wanted to understand how film history worked and. Um, how certain images play into each other and how like pretty much film history is connected. Um, like, you know, a film from 1927 could connect to a film from 1946, to, which connects to a film from 2012. You know, that's sort of really interesting uh, connective yeah. um, stream, essentially. Um, and I don't know, I was, really, I was really moved when I like went back into his world. It's, it's by Mark Cousins, who's a Northern Irish documentarian and filmmaker. Um, and he's got a very soothing voice, and I, I really, I, I think it's a, it's the kind of voice you have to get used to um, in some respects. Because I, I remember, I remember watching like an episode um, out of the blue um, for the first time, and thinking his voice was really annoying. Um, uh, no disrespect to Mark Cousins, obviously, um, but when I got into the series, it, it became a really soothing voice to sort of watch these clips play out. And he's, he's, he structures his sort of um, material with such sort of precision and um, intrigue and like, and it's just, and I, I, I thought this, this film, I mean, I, I suppose you can watch it in parts, but um, it's, it's close to three hours long, but it's, it's a, it, I, I, it really, the time really sort of goes because um, you're just, you're just watching how, how films have developed within the last 22 years and i think um i i think people who haven't seen it who have a really um who have an intense interest in film history should really go and go and get it because it's just i mean watch the first one obviously um because that's because that's because he not only goes through time he goes through across the world and different countries how they make different uh, films in different countries and um how their in various industries work um and i feel like I, I you know i think i've seen the original series like three times and i still haven't got like all the facts in my head if you know what i mean um but no a new generation was was like a great sort of it sort of returned me there and I really, I really liked being there. It's good. It's a good film. Okay. I might have a watch of that. Sounds interesting actually. Hmm. What was that on again? Well, it's, it came out on Blu-ray, but I, I assume it's on, it's available on streaming to buy on streaming buy it, like yeah. Amazon or something. Right. I've got now TV at the moment, accidentally. Um, and there was a film on there with one star and I thought I'm going to give that a go. <laughs> it's Brilliant. called What Lies Below. Um, how do I explain this film? Um, there's a a girl and her mum, and they go into their. I think it was she inherited this house, and her mum's got a new boyfriend who is a I would say quite a good good looking man, muscly. Um. And she quite likes her, likes him as well. Um, so this this guy's a bit of a bit of a strange one, a bit too good to be true, I think. Um, and I don't want to give too much away on what goes on because I will ruin it for everyone. Um, I wouldn't give it one. I'd, I'd, I'd probably give it out of five. I'd probably give it three or four. Fill up probably three because it can be quite engaged. Um, but it's different. You don't see the twist coming. I didn't see the twist coming anyway. Um, and I, 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 I would recommend it. It wasn't too bad at all, mm. to be honest. It's a bit odd, um, as you can see, for those watching this. Um, it was, it was all right. I think the mum I've seen her in stuff. I don't know if she was in American Pie or something like that. There's definitely seen her on other things. 
I've not seen him before or her, but yeah, it was an interesting one. Um, be seduced, it's saying now. Um, yeah, uh, I can't say too much else, really, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give it away if I do. But Definitely. it was interesting. It kept me kept me engaged. You know, I watched it all. You know, didn't didn't sit there watching me phone for twenty minutes mm-hmm. or trying to interpret it, take everything or whatever. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like. <laughs> It was all right. It was good. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I've got a couple more, but have you got any more, you in? Uh, yeah, so I watched... Um, uh, what can I talk about? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I, I watched... Um, the first two episodes came out on Amazon uh, on Friday. Um, it's season four now. It's, it basically follows a, um, a, a female comedian in the 1950s um, who's trying to do stand up in a sort of very um, misogynistic and male orientated world? Um, and I think it's great. It, it's from the, the writers of um, Gilmore Girls and and stuff like that. The dialogue is very sort of very rhythmic, very sort of screwball comedy esque. Um, and I and I, I love that because it's sort of I don't know when you're watching it, it's almost like watching a sort of a, a symphonic back and forth, and it's a really it's really sort of lovely to watch. Um, and season four, it's been—it's not been rated too highly from from critics, but I—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. So yeah, they only—only the first two episodes have come out, and Midge is sort of—that's um, the main character. Midge is sort of um, reeling from like a failure after the sort of how season three ended, um, and she's got less money than she did before. She's very used to the high life, and she's finding it finding it hard to sort of adjust to you know a sort of a lower standard of living it really can be called a lower standard of living um but it's it's a really enjoyable comedy drama i think mostly comedy but it's uh it's quite colorful um the costumes are ridiculously sort of polychromatic and it and uh, fashionable um but i recommend it it's really it's, it's it's a fun series nice yeah i don't i don't know if i watch that whether i'll get time to um, <laughs> It wasn't this week that I watched this. It'd be the week before, but I forgot to talk about it, and it definitely needs to be talked about, which was Slap Face, which was on Shadow. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't Slap Face. <laughs> yeah. Have okay. you watched it? No, no, I haven't. Oh, okay, um... okay. I was hoping Larry would watch it. He seems to have disappeared, Larry. Um, now, it's a story about a young boy, probably 11 or 12, 12. 13, 12, I would say. Lives with his brother's parents. I don't know if his dad's dead. His mum definitely is. Um, but he lives with his brother. And I think it's just generally a story of bullying because this boy gets bullied a lot. Now, him and his brother, his brother's probably, I don't know, 19, 20 maybe, maybe older. And they play slap face, slapping each other. But it gets harder and harder. And it's kind of comes across as quite abusive from from the brother. Um, and, and and it's a really quite interesting story. Um, there is a witch in it, um, and things a very ugly looking witch. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of interpretation going on. <laughs> Hence why I said to Larry, watch it. Okay. Um, and I don't know if the rich witch is real or not. Mm-hmm. It's one of those films. Yeah. Um, but again, kept me engaged. Had fun with it. Um, but there is a lot of bullying in it. Mm. I feel really sorry for the boy. There's a couple of things that don't make sense, but I would highly recommend it. I know the final guys watched it maybe last week, week before, and uh, that's one of the reasons I watched it. Um, yeah, it was great. So, Shudder, still worth getting. Still worth getting. You got anything else, you in? Or should I just uh, sh- Yeah, I'll, I'll just do one more. One more yeah, uh, so I watched. Um, it comes out. I didn't out get a trailer, on... did I? Did I get a trailer then? No. Oh. <laughs> you didn't tell me about it beforehand. Oh, Jess. I wasn't prepared. Just Dan waiting for the trailer. He's going to be well pissed off now. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall um... we do that again? No. Go on, you. I've got yes, one more so... to do. Jess, get Transformers. It's already there. The last one. Right? Get that ready. It's ready. <laughs> oh, um, so I watched um, 
uh, the first episode of Killing Eve season four, um, which comes out on Monday the 28th on BBC One and iPlayer. Um, interesting thing with Killing Eve is that, I mean, if people, people don't know, is sort of. Um, yeah, it's about an MI6 agent who essentially tries to catch a, um, a sort of notorious assassin played by Jodie Comer. Um, and the sort of USP, I guess, is that the MI6 agent Eve and um, the assassin Villanelle are in a sort of romantic relationship without really sort of being all that romantic. Um, it, it, I suppose it's an interesting premise. Um but it's it's kind of it's gotten less and less interesting since the second series. I would say, as, as some people would say, it's it because it was the um, the first series was done by Phoebe Waller Bridge, um, who did Fleabag and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, second series was done by Emerald Fennell, who did Promising Young Woman um, shortly afterwards. Um, and then after that, I felt like it's just gone downhill, and they've really struggled find, finding uh, sort of interesting storylines or at least storylines that sort of uh, are i don't know feel legitimate it, it is a silly nonsensical series in many ways and that's part of the fun um but here it's like so so jodie combs character villanelle is trying to change her like assassin ways by like finding god and it's sort of it, it's gotten less and less and it's still it's still fun it's still got an entertain an entertainment value and the performances are very good, um, especially um, Fiona Shaw, actually, who plays um, uh, one of the bosses, one of the MI6 bosses, um, Carolyn. Um, and it's enjoyable from that point of view, but it's, 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 it, I don't know, I, I feel like it's not, it's not going, it's a final series as well. And I, and I feel like, I feel like the writers or the producers of this are, are sort of glad to be shot of it. It's a very popular show, but I, but I feel like they really struggled trying to, find something cohesive uh, about it um although i'm slightly afraid because there are some diehard killing you fans out there and i i put out my review recently and they and they've all been quite nice to be fair but i just worry that they'll just sort of you know <laughs> bundle on me <laughs> if i if they see that i've not given a good review but it's fine if if you enjoyed the other killing Eves, you, you'd probably enjoy this one i, I just didn't feel like it was really it, it didn't match up to the standard that series one and two did um Nice. Wow. Yeah, I might not watch that either. (laughs) (laughs) At least watch the first series. The first series. I would. Yeah. My wife watches loads of stuff like that, and I I never get to see it. I'm always watching some something else. Mm. Um. So Transformers, the last night I watched with the kids uh, a couple of nights ago, we we had uh, a storm. I thought the Americans wouldn't think much of it, but it, <laughs> it blew a few pots about and things. Mm. And my fence anyway came down. Lots of fences came down. Lots of trees came down. My anyway, we down. <laughs> we lost our internet, right? And all of a sudden, all the children appear. <laughs> what's, go- what's going on? There's no internet. So I went and got a Blu-ray and I go, what is this thing? <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's a Blu-ray, so... Yeah. Put it in your Xbox and it should play. Anyway, so we watched this. Um I'd never seen it. I'd obviously seen it. Um it got really slated. Now there are some scenes towards the end that are a bit ridiculous, but I actually didn't mind, and the kids actually were quiet for a good hour and a half. It's Michael Bay as well. Um there's not much Optimus Prime. There, at times, you've got matey in it, Hannibal Lecter, and he does sound like he's doing Hannibal Lecter impressions at times, the way he's talking. Um, it's got what's his name? Is it Mark Wahlberg? Mm. He plays the main character, the same as the fourth one, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and it's all right, it's, it's not too bad. Uh, there, it kind of it's like the Transformers came. When King Arthur was about and gave him a chalice or something to look after, is it bloody mad to be honest? And Merlin <laughs> looked after it, the wizard, for a while. Mm. All, all totally making sense still, Jess. Yeah. yeah. So like, and then they come back because they need this to rebuild their own planet, the Transformers, which was destroyed. They want to use Earth. Um, 
yeah, and it's okay, but it goes mental at the end. There's some good special effects in it. It's a little robot that's quite cute in it. My my youngest has a remote control version of it. He's had for a few years. Um, it's all right. I think um, I, th I think wasn't wasn't some of it. Uh, I think this is the one. I think wasn't some of it filmed in Salisbury. Um, yeah, or, well, or it's in, that, yeah, it's in London, and, and yeah, it's probably round there. Hmm. Um, because wasn't King Arthur from that way, Winchester way? Yeah, well, wasn't there like a isn't there like a Stonehenge scene or something in mm. in this in this one? So yeah, I think they I think they when I was when I was at uni um, around there, I think they sort of they were sort of there at the time that we were there because I think a few of yeah. a few of the students sort of sort of helped out. I think oh, okay, um, but I, I haven't seen it. Um, but I I I I don't think I've seen a Transformers film since uh, Revenge of the Fallen. I, I just so you haven't seen the Mark Wahlberg ones. No, I mean they're all right. That, yeah, I mean with Mark Wahlberg, I'm I'm sort of ambivalent on because he's almost he's almost a almost a Nicolas Cage figure, where it's like he's done some really good films, like he was really good in The Departed and stuff like that. But in a lot of his films, he sort of presents. I mean, Ideal for Hollywood, a very sort of annoyingly hyper masculine sort of figure where he just he does the job i'm here i'm strong i'm gonna i'm gonna kill everyone i need to in order to, you know <laughs> it's that that sort of i don't know it's a kind and i, I don't I, I mean i'm fine with him on other stuff and that and that and that kind of suited him for the departed because that's exactly the kind of character that that it needs but i feel like i feel like he hasn't done a film that i've really enjoyed for a long time um, i think this could be the one for you yeah. okay <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. it's all right it's it's madness mm. it's it's madness there's transformers that are dragons um you know yeah it, it comes down to save the world this mm. transformer dragon um i don't it's i have fun with all of them i i, mm. I, I take them you know for someone like me i just like watching stuff do you know what I mean? It's no, I don't want I'm to think about it and all that lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why do I want to start thinking about stuff? That's, yeah, it's a waste, isn't it? Yeah, it's thinking like is overrated. Yeah. It is overrated, Ewan. Stop doing it. Just watch it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Larry that as well. Larry explains all this stuff to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. God. Bloody hell. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's like any of those films. Like, yeah, yeah, I like the Matrix, but I did have to do a little bit of thinking with that one. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I got a little bit confused. So that is all I've watched. That's quite a lot for me, actually, this week. It's been a mm. busy one. Now, next week, we were thinking about doing the Babadook, unless Dan wants to give us a film to watch. You've got 10 seconds, Dan. <laughs> okay. Can we do my countdown or what? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, we wanted to do the Babadook for quite a while because it's got that weird kid in it. <laughs> screams a lot. We've all seen it, haven't we? We've mm -hmm. all seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Too many times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it'd be good to talk about, especially oh, you're not here anyway, Jess. So you're all right. So, might yeah, just you be you and... yeah, it might just be you <laughs> and me. That's the 10 seconds up, Dan. You had your <laughs> chance to make us watch Troll Hunter. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yes, well <laughs> so it looks like it's going to be the Babadook next week, um, which is going to be our episode 70. It's incredible. Um, oh, there we go. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Swedish Evil Ed. Where can we find that? Mm. Sweden, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we can we can look at that. I, I'm gonna watch it. I'm, gonna, I'm definitely. I, is it like Swamp Ape? No, he's, oh, kidding. he's kidding. He's kidding. Do Babadook. <laughs> um, okay, we will do Babadook. And uh, yeah, I'll enjoy talking about that. So, let me get me bit up. Hang on. So, we'll be back next week with episode 70 Babadook. See you later, everyone. Thanks for watching. Cheers. Bye.
You're ignorant.